0: On episode 500 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we celebrate 500 episodes and I discuss the seven health and fitness truths I've learned over 500 episodes of 40 Plus Fitness. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 500. Have you decided you're ready to make a change? To reclaim your health and fitness, the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. I'm your host, Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with a specialization in corrective exercise and fitness nutrition. Let me be your coach as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Haka Life Nutrition, the maker of GLX3. I am really glad to have Haka Life Nutrition as a sponsor. Omega-3 is one of the few supplements I take regularly. But even with years of experience and having interviewed hundreds of experts in the health and fitness field, I have struggled to find a great solution until now. We all know farmed-raised meat doesn't give us the right balance of omega-3 to omega-6. And that omega-3 helps reduce inflammation, which reduces joint pain and is heart healthy. Getting enough omega-3 isn't as straightforward as it should be. From the mercury in the fish to poor production controls, it's really hard to find a high-quality product that gives you what you're after. That is until GLX-3. Made from green-lipped mussels from New Zealand, this is the only natural source of ETA. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the full name. This version of omega-3 is particularly effective at reducing inflammation and therefore reducing joint pain. That's why my wife is taking it now. I take it for heart health. Go to Hakalife.com forward slash 40 plus and use the discount code 40 plus to get a buy one, get one free deal on your first order, which gives you a two month starter supply. GLX-3 is my go-to omega-3 supplement going forward. It can be yours too by going to Hakalife.com dot com forward slash 40 plus, and be sure to use the discount code 40 plus for the BOGO deal. Hey, Raz, how are you doing?
1: Good, Alan. How are you
0: today? I'm actually really, really busy um, trying to get (laughs) things together. Uh, You know, we've got a trip scheduled. I I got it all plotted out. We're going to get to see all of our kids, our parents, and a lot of our friends, and we're going to have some little side fun trips uh, inside the States. Still hoping that COVID and uh, Lambda or whatever the variant is that happens to be the flavor of the day Mm -hmm. isn't a problem when we get there. Uh, But we've planned the trip. It's going to be over 3,700 miles of driving. Uh, And then, you know, so the flight to Mexico, a week in Mexico, then up to the U.S. And uh, a big old circle across the whole uh, Midwest and Southeast uh, of the United States uh, to see family. Cause we are, we are spread out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just glad there's no one further West than that. Cause that would have been insane, but um, we are, we're going to do it. It's going to be fun. We did it last year uh, about the same trip really. Uh, so th- this one's backwards going, I think we're going in the uh, kind of an opposite direction or starting, starting from a different direction and actually doing the same loop, but from a different mm-hmm. place. So it's, it's going to be a slightly different drive, but a real cool trip
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, looking forward to that. But I, I've got to get so many things done before I do that. So I don't want to, you know, because I don't want to work on this one. I want to take this one (laughs) off. (laughs) That sounds good. It sounds like a good plan. So how are things with you?
1: Good, good. Enjoying the summer. Got, Got a good harvest out of our garden so far. And we've got a couple of camp out and running trips planned for the fall if they don't get canceled for COVID, but things are good right now.
0: Awesome. I'm. Yeah. I'm just so looking forward to getting back to the states and having some oysters <laughs> and some Brussels sprouts and
2: yes. all the things
0: I can't get down here. Right. Uh, it's just unfortunate it's not during crawfish season. So I, I will miss the crawfish, oh. but I might try to see if I can buy some frozen just for the sake of saying I had some. But um, that
1: sounds. Good. Look
0: at looking forward to it. So awesome. let's go ahead and get into the show. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay, Rachel. Um, today's show is a little different, and. I wanted to take just a moment because I don't want someone to miss something or to, or to be wondering, is Alan really going to talk about the podcast for two hours? Uh, <laughs> and, and the answer is no. The answer is no, I'm not going to talk about the podcast for two hours, but I am going to talk about it because I, I do think it's worth celebrating. Uh, mm-hmm. But what we're going to do is we're actually going to start this episode. With the seven things I've learned about health and fitness from 500 episodes of 40 plus fitness, and I I made it into an acronym because you guys know I love my acronyms, mm-hmm. and I called it Systems. And so I put your wellness systems as the name of these seven things. And but really, in in my opinion, if you can if you can get these seven things going. You're going to skyrocket. You're you're literally you're you're your rubber's on the road. You're on the, you're you're going to move. You're going to get some great things done. It's these seven things that you really just have to spend some time on. Um, mm-hmm. And so, really, as you go through this, I think this should be your favorite episode. Bookmark it on the show notes or whatever you need to do to go back because this really does put together a quick framework. The the seven things is about thirty minutes, and quite literally, literally, um, my notes on that were like three or four pages just, <laughs> wow. just to get through that, you know, because I had so many things I wanted to say and I think I got most of them in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Okay. And then after we talk about that, uh, I'm going to get into what's gone on in the past six years. Um, the starting of the podcast, the whole history of it, uh, cause there's probably a lot of things about the history of this podcast that a lot of people don't know. Some things we accomplished, um, and then where it's going, you know, what's, what goes into making it? Because, uh, for a lot of people, this is like this black box that, you know, okay, how do you do a podcast? And it's like, well, I've got to record something, but then how, where does it go and how does it happen? And I, I, I literally walk through all of that and all the people that helped me make that happen. And, uh, then I get into, um, the book that I wrote and why I wrote the book the wellness roadmap, which is kind of my putting together at that point, which was 2017, all the things I'd really kind of learned about health and fitness. And so as I said, I was still learning. So that's why I think if you take the wellness systems and you marry that to the wellness roadmap book, you, you've got a pretty comprehensive guideline to how you can live a healthier, more fit life. Uh, and then finally, I get into the online personal training, which was not my original intent before I started the podcast. Once I started the podcast, that's what I was going for is to have this online business, uh, training people, helping them get healthy and fit, helping them get off their medication, helping them lose weight, whether it's 30 pounds, 40 pounds or more, uh, just being there to help people where they are, because I was a busy executive and I didn't have a coach available and I couldn't go to the gym regularly. Uh, I couldn't go to a coach regularly. So I was like, how do I make this happen? How do I make this sustainable? And an online coaching program seemed like the right thing. There just there weren't any of them available at the time. It's It wasn't available. And I was like, this is kind of crazy that no one's doing this. And only people I hear doing it are elite athletes. So someone's trying to learn the snatch or something like that. And it's like, okay, you're going to do this lift film yourself, send it to me in this professional coach, rather than them having to spend tens of thousands of dollars to fly over there. They pay them a good bit of money, but they looked at it on a video and gave them mm-hmm. critiques. And so that's that was the only online coaching that existed when I started this. Uh, there was probably some smatterings, but you couldn't find it anywhere. So that, And there also weren't any podcasts for people over 40. Uh, in the health and fitness field so all those kind of marry together to say okay this is how i can get a message out and then this is what i can do so in listening to what's going to happen here you'll actually then also hear from my clients to kind of understand what online training is about to understand uh what they've accomplished and how they feel about all this Uh, so a good opportunity and what i like about the client testimonials is if after you listen to the seven things you're going to see how these folks put these things in place. So, not only is it me just telling you this is how it works, this is them telling you how they did it and what the results were. So, it's a real cool montage. I call it the the testimonial mixtape uh, of of things that happened for these for these folks. And I quite literally just reached out to every client I've had in the last year. Uh, and said, Hey, who wants, who wants to come on here and have this conversation? And there's, there's nine wonderful people that have had great results. Uh, some are newer into it. Some have been around for a while, uh, but you know, they share their experience. So if you're on the fence and and not sure that online personal training is for you, it's, it's well worth listening through this because this will give you a lot of ideas. Uh, You're going to hear, you're going to hear messages that resonate with you. And, um, I'm going on vacation as you heard in the in the hello, I'm going on a trip and I'm going to take time off. I'm not going to be onboarding a bunch of clients. I'm not going to be worried about all that. And even though I never have a bunch of clients, I only have a handful at any given time, no more than a handful or so. And the goal is really uh, to take some time off. But if you want to do this, if you want to come in, message me on facebook email me alan at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com get in touch with me there's also contact details on the website so you can go to the website 40plusfitnesspodcast.com and just get in touch with me let's let's spend some time talking about it and if you don't get in touch with me real soon here it's probably going to be october before i can start working with you because i really don't want to have a huge workload this is family time this is me time and I'm going to do that. So I've never done that. I mean, it's like in so long uh, since I got married, which was oh, eight years ago. I haven't had a time where I just took off and disappeared. And so I'm going to work really hard. I will be there for my clients. So if you're a client, don't worry. I'm still going to answer. I'm still going to be. there. I'm still going to do my client stuff. But that's, you know, that's not where I spend most of my time. Uh, all my all my podcasts will have been done. So I'm not. Planning on doing much of that either, so you know uh, we'll we'll get this done one way or another. But I just want to let you know that I am taking some time off uh, to refresh, revive, uh, listening to my own voice say to me what I need to do, and, and then actually following that advice. Uh, and then I'll come back and I'll hire a coach, and we'll get back on the podcast. And I'll continue to try to bring you the best guests that I possibly can, week in and week out.
1: That sounds awesome. Well, congratulations again, Alan, on your 500th episode and enjoy your vacation. You certainly (laughs) deserve some time off for sure.
0: All right. Well, I hope you guys all enjoy this episode. Thank you. I'd like to share with you the seven health and fitness truths I've learned over 500 episodes of 40 Plus Fitness. I call this your wellness systems. S, start in your head, mindset. Everything starts with good mindset. If you keep listening to uh, this podcast all the way to the end, uh, you're going to hear some of my clients talk about their journey uh, with 40 plus fitness and some of the things that they've gone through. And you're going to hear a lot of them talk about mindset. One of them even called me like a psychologist. I am, for the record, not a psychologist, but they recognize that. Sometimes they're their own worst enemy, and if we don't get out of our way by clearing our mindset, getting the right mindset, we're not going to get where we need to be. You'll also hear them talk about uh, things they learned or being concerned about things. That's another part of this. Uh, To change, you have to be open to change. You have to open your mind to learn things and potentially unlearn some things, and you'll hear that not everyone believes in themselves. So we have to get rid of those limiting beliefs. We have to overcome them, and we overcome them through mindset practices. I hope you'll listen to the end because it will solidify how important most of the things that we're going to talk about mindset and health and fitness are. To change your mindset, you have to set your GPS. G is for grounding, and that's where you set your vision and your why. Your your why has to be really, really emotional. And your vision has to be clear enough so that you know that you're moving in the right direction. P personalize things. Know where you are now and, and set yourself up for having the goals in place, the, the smart goals, so that you can take those steps in the right direction and know that you're progressing. And then the S in GPS stands for being self-aware. What obstacles are ahead of you? And what what pace should you go? Uh, Knowing yourself, knowing what's uh, happened to you in the past is going to allow you to see what could happen to you uh, in the future. And so you have to look at where you are and you have to get your your head right. And you do that by setting your GPS. And if you have a well-set GPS, it makes this a lot easier down the road. So... How do we do this? Well, oddly enough, mindset is less about what you do. It's about slowing down. It's about being present. You have to get clear about where you're going, where you are, why you wanna be there, and then you set your pace. And you can only do that if you slow down and and put those pieces in place. Too many people want to come in and start with strategies. They wanna come in and start with a diet what diet should I be on? What exercises should I be doing? And that's the wrong question. The first question you have to ask is, is my mindset where it needs to be for me to be successful in the end? So S, start with your head mindset. Why is you. And this whole journey is about you. You have to do the work. You have to drive the car. There's no Scotty on the enterprise that can beam you where you need to be. You've got to get in the car and you've got to drive there and you have to do it for yourself. No one else can do this for you. Even if you hire a coach, even if you uh, get the best diet in the world, uh, you have to do it. You have to act. So you first and foremost stands for you have to do the work. And the other part of you is that you are unique. So what works for me may not work for you. So you have to do a self-experiment to find out what your solution is. We call it N equals one. And that's in the sampling language where the sample size for our test is N. N equals one. So you are the one. You are the one you're working for. You're the one that needs to do this. And so through practice, trial and error, you're going to learn things that work and you're going to learn things that don't. So you keep what works and you ditch what doesn't. Now, how do you do this? I'm going to say, oddly enough, again, you might also be the problem. Most of the people have knowledge. They know what to do. They just haven't done it. They haven't put it in place and they haven't been consistent. They lack the determination and the discipline to stick with it. So you might need help. That self-awareness we talked about in the S, setting your, in setting your GPS, you, you have to be self-aware. You have to know, okay, is this something I can do on my own? And if you struggled in the past, you're going to struggle again, and that's something for you to strongly consider as far as either hiring a coach or having an accountability partner. So you have to decide when it's the right time for you to do this because you have to do the work and and you have to stick with it and you have to find what works for you. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be successful. So all of this starts with mindset and then you. S, sustainable lifestyle. If you ate nothing but bananas for a month, you'll lose weight. But then what? If you went on a 30-day no sugar challenge, you'll lose weight. But then what? The problem with most diets is they're not made to be sustainable. They're not sustainable ways of eating. Nobody's going to want to stay in Weight Watchers for the rest of their lives. But that's how their program is set up. You go in for your weigh-ins, you count your points, and you go and go and go and go. Now, my clients learn that you don't actually have to be on 24-7, 365. But you know where the road is, and you know when you're taking a detour, and you know that you have to get back on the road. That's sustainable. It allows for those moments when you have to do something off-plan And then you can get back on plan, okay? And for a lot of people, when they go off plan because they don't know where their road is, they don't get back to it soon enough and they gain all the weight back. And you don't want to do that. So how do we do this? Well, the first thing you do is you make the road very easy to drive. If you have very good expectations and you pick a pace that makes sense for you, you'll get there. I had a potential client reach out to me one time and she, she, we were chatting on email and she told me, I need to lose 70 pounds. And so I said, okay, how long would you like to take to lose that 70 pounds? Now I'm thinking in my head, that's a, at least a year long project for most people, maybe a little bit longer uh, for her. I don't know. She was a little older. And so I said, okay, you know, when, when what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? And she said, well, my daughter's wedding is in two months and I want to lose 70 pounds before her wedding. Now, could I have helped her lose 70 pounds uh, before her wedding? Probably not, but we could have gotten really close. Um, But then what would have happened? She would have gained it all back because she wouldn't have set herself into a sustainable lifestyle that was built on habits that she could keep for the rest of her life. We would have just put her on a, a, a killer diet, had her busting her butt, If she started to plateau, we would push harder, we would go lower, and that's not sustainable. That's not how we build a program that works for you. You have to find a sustainable lifestyle, a way of eating that you can eat almost all the time with the occasional detours. So maybe you want to go spend a weekend uh, or a week at Disneyland or Disney World and that's your splurge week, fine, go. That's your detour. The road is right there when you get back the next Monday and you have to get back on it. But you do that because you know there's a sustainable lifestyle and you've built a road that you know where it is and you know how to stay on it when you need to. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Haka Life Nutrition, the maker of GLX3. You know the benefit of omega-3, reduced inflammation, which helps with joint pain and heart health. And you know you're probably not getting enough from your diet. But then you read about the mercury in fish, or how the fish oil supplement you bought at Costco or Walmart might be oxidized and rancid. Not good. Then you look into a plant-based solution and find it isn't very bioavailable, or creole oil, which is much more expensive and isn't really sustainable. GLX-3 is very different. It's from sustainably farmed, green-lipped mussels in New Zealand. The 17 omega-3s found in green-lipped mussels include ETA, which is not found in any fish oil. What is ETA? Not to bore you with the science, but it has been shown to be very effective at reducing inflammation and pain. Haka Life Nutrition has paired this oil with New Zealand olive oil and vitamin E to make a very unique omega-3 supplement. I think it's brilliant. Mussels are at the bottom of the food chain and have a short lifespan, so they aren't as susceptible to mercury contamination, and they don't starve out other species when they're farmed in open water. Haka Life Nutrition is meticulous about their sourcing and encapsulation of GLX-3. Each bottle is traceable all the way back to the place, date, and time of harvesting to ensure you get the best quality omega-3 product on the market. They offer a full 90-day guarantee. Go to Hakalife.com forward slash 40 plus and use the discount code 40 plus to get a buy one, get one free deal on your first order, which gives you a two month starter supply. GLX3 is my go to omega three supplement going forward. It can be yours too by going to Hakalife.com forward slash 40 plus and be sure to use the discount code 40 plus for the BOGO deal. T, training. This one has actually shifted quite a bit for me in the past six years. Um, I used to really think that function was everything. Um, I would see people doing things that weren't functional in the gym, you know, just getting big and bulky. um, And and that wasn't really doing them a ton of good. Um, I would see people doing things that weren't really changing their body. And again, uh, just really not functionally good. But I've come to realize over the last six years that I, I am kind of unique myself, uh, and a lot of people aren't like me. A lot of people aren't driven to, to go to the gym and get sweaty every day and do those kind of things uh, for particular fitness purposes. So they wouldn't do it. They just would not go to the gym straight away. And so what do we do? Well, start with something that's enjoyable and a lot of people need to do that. That can be going for a walk in nature. Uh, It can be getting on the floor and playing with your grandchild. Things that are functional can also be fun, but don't necessarily think you have to do a bunch of stuff you don't enjoy just for the sake of function. Now, later on, what you're going to find is that you need to start looking at the relevance of your fitness. So, it's great you can get on the ground and play with your granddaughter and get back up. But your grandkid's going to get bigger and you're going to need to be able to lift her and move her around and, and do different things with them. So you, you know you're going to need to get stronger. Um, you also know as you get older, uh, certain things are going to happen. You're going to lose some muscle. You're going to lose some bone density. Uh, those can be some problems that will keep you from doing the things that you love. So maybe putting in some training. That will help you maintain strength. That will help you maintain bone density. Are worth it. Now I've said often on the show, and I've said it often uh, in many places, that I want to be able to wipe my own butt when I'm 105. So that means my legs need to be strong enough for me to stand up off of a toilet after I squat down. I have to have the dexterity to turn around and do the business. Um, I have to. be able to take care of myself. And to do that, I might have to do some exercises that are just not all that fun for me, but they are relevant to who I want to be and they bring me joy because they allow me to do things that I enjoy. So if you're struggling with a fitness program, it's it's easy. Go ahead and start with something you enjoy. And then as you're building your fitness, start looking for those relevant things that you need to do to do the things that you enjoy doing or that maybe you're no longer able to do. I've seen clients that wanted to go back and play tennis, go back and play tennis. So it's doable. All of this is doable. You can go back. Uh, You'll hear one of my clients uh, later on talk about how he's doing things he was doing, he could do 10 years ago. Uh, He feels younger. And that's part of what training and losing weight can really do for you. So as you're looking at training, And if you don't like going to the gym, if you don't like resistance exercise, if you don't like sweating, at least start with something you do enjoy that's going to give you some fitness benefit and then proceed from there. E, eat real food. This is one of the most important ones out there. They're all important. Don't get me wrong. But this is where so many people screw up. There's food. And then there's stuff we've been told is food. And I'll say in the grocery store, 99% of what's in there is not real food. They don't call it a food store. They call it a grocery store. And then that's probably why. They want to put other stuff in there that's not real food. So what is real food? Real food was alive at one time. Typically, when you buy real food, there's no ingredient list required. You know, if you go and you buy a chicken leg, you know, you just bought a chicken leg. If you buy a chicken breast, you know, you bought a chicken breast. And the only thing they have to tell you is skin on, skin off, bone in, bone out. That's all they really have to tell you. Are you buying a chicken breast filet? Are you buying a full chicken breast? Uh, that's all that's really out there. Now, any other thing that's on that label where they're selling you the chicken is seller stuff. They just want that's marketing stuff. So how all these other things that are on there typically are just meant to market to you. You know, all natural, vegetarian chicken, whatever. Okay, but real food was alive at one time. Typically, real food does not come in a box, bag, jar, or can. Now there are some exceptions: frozen vegetables, frozen fruits. Uh, those were those are fine. Sardines and tuna and salmon come in a can, those can be fine. So, you know, just realize yes, there's some violations of the rule, but I would say 99% of the time, if it's in a box, bag, can, or jar, it's not real food and you should stay away from it. And that typically means the perimeter of a grocery store or better yet, go to your farmer's market. The better it lived, the better you will. Okay, now plants just grow now they need to be nurtured they need to be taken care of but they've done so much with our plants through gmo through crossbreeding through all this different stuff that they've really and in the way that they're farming them in the soil they've depleted the soil so plants today aren't as nutritious as they were at one time so look for opportunities to buy plants with no insecticides that they were ripe when they were picked and the easiest way to do that is to focus on organic and go with local and in-season fruits and vegetables. That's that's the best way to do it. It can be a little bit more expensive, but go to the farmer's market. You'll find some deals. Go to the grocery store uh, when they're doing their clearance deals. Talk to the person in produce and ask them, you know, when they put fresh stuff out, when do they change it out and, and take the older stuff out? Uh, you can probably find some deals that way. But look for the organic. Uh, whenever you can, uh, because that doesn't have the insecticides on it. And typically, it's non-GMO. Okay, meat was an animal or an egg or something like that or fish. Uh, look for animals and fish that were free, that were not farmed. Make sure that if they they if you do buy them, try to go with organic, because then they won't have the hormones to make them gargantuan. And they'll have limited antibiotics, okay? They can give them some antibiotics when they're sick, but unfortunately, with most of the farming out there, the animals are always sick, so they're always giving them antibiotics. It's almost like a just a, a, a precursor, almost like a vaccine. They're going to give them this, this antibiotic just to keep the animal healthy, keep it alive, um, and that's, that's just sad. So try to avoid those things. Um, When you are buying food, sometimes you do need to buy something that's slightly processed. So an example would be uh, hamburger meat is ground. That's technically a processing. Uh, But if you're buying good quality, it's the same. So look for non-processed or minimally processed foods. um, And just realize that most food goes bad. If you leave it on your counter uh, for a week... Uh, most real food is going to go bad. So yes, you can find it in the freezer section. Will last some of these things will last longer, like chicken breasts. You can buy in the freezer section, fruits and vegetables in the freezer section. Uh, but most things, if you leave them out on your counter for a week, they're gonna they're gonna go bad. Whereas you can buy a box of Twinkies and leave it in your cabinet for decades, and it's 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 gonna be the same. It's not food, okay? Uh, and then finally, artificial colors, sweeteners, and preservatives uh, are not. Meant for human consumption, they just they just aren't. They weren't in real food, and when you see natural on the label or natural, let's say natural colors, natural flavorings, that type of thing. All that really means is that it, it exists in nature. That's not necessarily how they made it or how they got it. Okay, so a lot of these things that they put in the stuff they call us food, they call food, is is basically the FDA hasn't really studied it. So they just say, okay, based on what we know, it's generally accepted as safe, and or generally re- recognized as safe, grass. And- the, the bad part of that, about that is we don't know. It's just, a, okay, we don't think there's anything wrong with it. Let's experiment on the human race and see what happens. And so a lot of these things, you know, there was a big outcry about saccharin. But saccharin's still on the market. Uh, there's things they know about uh, red dye number, whatever. Um <laughs> They know it's bad for us, but they don't take it out of the food. They, they label it as a carcinogen. And, and that's the funny thing is a lot of these additives are on the carcinogen list. The FDA just doesn't know that they're bad enough to cause cancer, but they do know that they're cancer-causing. So just recognize that all this fake food may seem cheap, but it's really messing with you. So it's worth investing a little bit more and eat real food. M. Moderation threshold, okay? Now, a lot of people may not know this, but the 80-20 rule that we hear so much about is called Pareto's Law. And what it really says is when you're doing something, a business is running or you're you're investing or anything else, is that you're getting 80% of your results from 20% of your effort. And the principle in that is that if you focus on what those 20% things are, Uh, And you eliminate some of the other things, you can potentially improve your performance, be it athletic, be in business, or whatever. That's the Pareto's law. But in the diet culture, they've taken 80-20 to basically be this idea of moderation, where if you're on 80% of the time, you're going to do well. And that is not true for most people, particularly people over 40 Okay. It's wrong for several reasons. Let me go through a few of these. Okay. First, most people aren't really good at gauging 20%. Um, I was talking to a client and she was like, I'm really, really good during the week. So I plan my breakfast, plan my dinners. I have my pre-cooked meals, everything's on. And then I get to Friday night and we go out to eat and I have a few glasses of wine and then I have dessert and then I blow the whole weekend. She said, so, you know, I'm at 80, 20. I feel pretty good about that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not at 80-20. Uh, you've messed up three days and you've done well for four. So you're more at fifty seven forty three. I mean, you're barely past break-even. So that's why you're not seeing results. Okay, so most people think 80-20 means taking the weekend off and then doing well during the week, but that's not anywhere close to 80-20. Uh, another problem that comes up with this approach of 80-20 is that they'll take that one step forward and then they'll take a step back. So an example would be: let's say you can go on a 500 calorie deficit for eight days, and if we go calories in, calories out, a pound is about 3,500 calories. So you're going to lose just a little more than a pound, but then you go way over for two days, like we say, with the wine and the and the desserts, and then whatever goes on those other days. And then there's also probably going to be some additional water because you're eating foods that are inflammatory. And and so what ends up happening is you gain that pound or, or maybe even two pounds back. So that step forward and that step back and you're a week down the road and you've actually accomplished nothing is really disheartening. It's really hard to keep motivated and stay determined and be persistent and consistent when all you see is a pound gone and a pound back. And that's what's causing it. The other issue with this is that weight loss is more than that calories in, calories out. It's more than how much you eat. It's, it does, has a lot to do with the food choices you make. Are you getting the right macros for what you're trying to do? Are you getting the vitamins and minerals that you need so that you're fully nourished So that your body feels safe, so your body feels comfortable to let some of that weight go. If your body feels like it's starving for something, you're going to eat more until you get what your body feels like it's missing. So making sure you're getting good nutritious food all the time is going to help you move forward. And and if you're trying to do the 80-20 and you're not getting the nutrition for 20% of the time, your body's going to want to overeat a lot more, and that's going to that's gonna fade, fade in way after you've done your 20% off. Also, 80-20 keeps your addictions going. So if you're addicted to sugar and you know you're addicted to sugar, you, you know, sweet tooth, you would say, I'm a sweet tooth. I love the sugar. If you know you're addicted to sugar, 80-20 can't work for you. Would, you. would you tell an alcoholic to drink 20% of the time and not drink 80% of the time? How well would that work for them? You wouldn't. We're doing the same thing with sugar. It's like, I'll have my 20% on my sugar, but then you stay addicted. You still have that addiction and it just makes it so much harder to make this a sustainable lifestyle. So if you want to make a change, you've got to get closer to the high nineties and high nineties sounds like a lot, but it's, it's one cheat meal uh, per week. I mean, per month. Or you could take a whole day off per quarter. And so that's not a lot of time, but if you're trying to lose weight, you need to be in the high 90s. Okay? 80 20 might work for you once you get to maintenance. So when you get to a goal weight and you feel good and you've, you're putting on muscle and you're getting stronger and, and things are working for you, 80 20 might be just fine. But when you're trying to lose the weight, You need to be in the high 90s. It's really the only way moderation is going to work for you at all. S, serve yourself and others. We need relationships, we need purpose, and we need passion. It's why we exist. It's why we're on this earth. We need those to be whole. But you can't sacrifice without serving yourself. And so many people, particularly uh, uh, moms, they were bred on this, and, and dads too, because you know I, I was working. I just my thoughts were I had to provide, I had to have, you know, this this wealth, and I had to be able to take care of my family. And so I was sacrificing self care for something else. And we all do it at some level. And so the first step in serving yourself is self care. Making sure you're doing the things your body needs. And the second step is then nurturing relationships. If you have a good relationship, you nurture it. You take care of it. You water it. If you have a bad relationship, you prune it. You cut it away. Now, that's not always possible. But you need to be thinking about how the relationships in your life are impacting you and your ability to perform self-care. So this can be stress reduction or stress management, getting good quality sleep, having a gratitude practice, trying to find joy in your life, and then awe and inspiration, getting out and doing things that are exciting and fun for you. Life is meant to be lived. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be full of joy. And the big part of the wellness model that a lot of us skip over because we're too busy with the weight loss and the exercise, we skip over Actually enjoying ourselves, making the journey fun. You know, if you looked at a trip and you were going to drive from California to Texas, you might dread that trip as it's a long drive. You know, um, for me, I'm about to travel back to the United States to see family, and our total driving mileage, if you just plot it out on Google Maps, is thirty over 3,700 miles. Okay, and we're going to do that in a little over three and a half weeks, so that's a lot of driving, but. We're we're going to get to see our whole family. We're going to see everybody in our family, parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, all of it. We're going to be able to do all of that. And that's why this is important to us. We want to have those moments. Now, what are some other things that are going on? Well, I have to stop sometimes. So I've picked stopping points to places that my wife and I have never been in the hopes that we can go do something together and have some fun ourselves. So we'll... Potentially stop in in Memphis. We'll potentially stop in. There's a little town in in Ohio, and then there's another little town in uh, Georgia that we'll stop in and and have a you know a nice afternoon or dinner, uh, do those types of things. So make sure you're doing things for yourself as well as helping others. We need the relationships, we need good relationships, and we need the passion and the promise and everything in our lives. So live today, but do it in a way that's healthy. Do it in a way that brings you joy and do it in a way where you can feel good about the journey. So let me summarize this. Your wellness systems, start in your head, mindset. It really is that important. This is the first thing. If you don't get this right, you will struggle. Why? You have to do the work, and you have to find what works for you. It's, it's a journey. It's an experiment. It's something you have to do, but you have to do it. You have to be active. You have to make these things happen. They won't just happen. You can't buy a diet book and lose weight. You have to do the diet, but you have to do it something that's going to work and you need to do something that's going to work for the long term, which is the next S. Find your sustainable lifestyle. This is not a short-term fix. You don't do it and then you're done. It's all a part of a journey that's going to get you to a better place and then the next best place and then the next best place. And you're going to always be doing this, but you want something that's sustainable so it's not this lose it and gain it and lose it and gain it and lose it and gain it. (laughs) Uh, That's not fun. That's not sustainable. You need a sustainable lifestyle to carry you through the whole journey of the rest of your life. T is for training. Okay, you make it fun. Make it fun. Absolutely make it fun. And then make it relevant. So find the functional things that are going to make your life better. They're going to make you able to do the things you enjoy doing for as long as you want to do it. My grandfather stopped playing golf when he was 80. He loved golf. He lived on a golf course for most of his life. And here he was, unable to play golf. And it was really because he didn't do anything to keep his fitness and he lost what he loved. And maybe you feel like you're losing something that you loved or have lost something that you love. Try to get yourself back into a fitness mode that gets you there. So train fun, but also train relevant. E, eat real food. Okay. If it comes from a bag, jar, can, or box, it's Probably not real food. And I recognize I say that different every single time I say it, but um, it's true. Uh, eat real food. That's what our bodies were designed to consume and get our nutrition from. So get the best quality real foods you can find. M, moderation threshold. 80-20 won't cut it if you're trying to lose weight. You need to be in the high 90s to be successful. The higher in, higher in the 90s you are, the more successful you're going to be. The more often you do that moderation thing, the slower your pace. So maybe in your sustainable lifestyle, you do need a slower pace because you're not going to hit the high 90s. Maybe you're just going to hit the 90s. Maybe you are going to be in a high 80s. Knowing yourself and putting yourself in the right place means you can set your moderation threshold to go the pace that's right for you. And then the final S, serve yourself and others. And really kind of in that order, Make sure you're doing the things that you need to do for yourself and make sure that you're living the life you should. All right, let's start this off with a little bit about the history of the 40 Plus Fitness podcast. Uh, Some of you have probably been listening since the very beginning, uh, but many have not and have found us along the way. I actually started working on this podcast in June of 2015. And what a lot of people don't know is that I actually had a podcast before this one called Internal Audit Mastery. Now, that one, I did 15 episodes uh, and I was only getting about 600 downloads per episode. But because I really didn't know the industry, I thought I was doing terrible when in fact I was actually doing quite well. But I burned out and decided to go ahead and drop that podcast. And then a few months later, uh, decided to go ahead and start working on the uh, 40 Plus Fitness podcast. So I started working on it in June and we launched our first episode in December, actually on December 6th, 2015. Now, as I was getting ready for this podcast, because that's you know you're talking about a whole uh, six months. What was I doing during that six months? Well, I was I was doing coaching. I, I signed up for uh, coaching with Podcast um, Paradise. I signed up for a mastermind, um, and I was investing in growing the Facebook page, uh, which was great. The launch, but Facebook shortly thereafter killed pages uh, unless you want to pay to play. But I did build a really nice page and had that all built up. Now we launched on December 6th, and my goal was to make a, a category called New and Noteworthy on, uh, it was on Apple. Uh, I wanted to make New and Noteworthy by January 1st, and I actually made that happen. Um, since then, I've attended two podcast movements and Keto Fest. Twice. And I, I did that in order to make the podcast even better. I met a lot of really cool people, learned a lot about podcasting, learned a lot, a lot about the business, learned a lot about nutrition. Uh, and that really gave me a lot of information uh, to make the podcast much, much better as we've gone along. In fact, I can't even listen to the first few episodes without cringing. Uh, I've gotten a little bit better at this. So I, when I first launched, my goal was to have five episodes per week, and each day would have its own theme. And then I even brought on clients. I started out with Sandra and she dropped out of training uh, early. So I didn't get the full 10 weeks with her. Then I started working with John, who I went to high school with and his wife, Tammy. And I worked with them for a few weeks. Um, uh, 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 10 weeks, and they had great results. So it was a really good uh, practice. It, it kind of was proof that what I was doing was going to work for not, not just me, but other people. Uh, and I did that, those five episodes per week were about four months. And it, let me tell you, it was it was a killer. I then broke that down to three, uh, and I was less stringent on how long those episodes took, uh, which made it a little easier. Uh, but then I just decided, okay, I've, I've done enough. I've learned enough. Uh, I've I've got my reps in. And now I'm just going to do one per week. And I started that at the beginning of 2018. I I decided I wasn't even going to do bonus episodes. I used to do uh, one a week, and then I'd throw in some bonuses. Uh, But during uh, 2018, I was working on writing my book, and I just decided I didn't have time uh, to do three per week. So I dropped it down to to one per week. Uh, and that served me very, very well. I, I enjoy doing that. And then on episode 451, which was September 14th of 2020, we brought on Rachel Everett. Um I refer to as Raz on the on the podcast. She's now my co-host. And you're going to get some inside the scene stuff if you're on the Facebook group. You can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash group. And Rachel and I, in uh, recording some of this episode that you're going to hear today, we did a live to kind of show the setup of how how this all works, how we put these things together. Okay, so that's kind of the history. The podcast has been around for about six years. And in that running, uh, we were the first— Podcast out there for health and fitness for people over 40. Uh, there are, I'm now happy to say there are several, uh, but we were the first and we, so we've been running the longest and we're also the largest. Uh, we get, uh, with over 500 episodes, uh, we've had over 2.5 million downloads. And every episode now gets a, at least 5,000 downloads, very few that, that fall below that line and some that are very much above that line. And then the other thing is I've had on uh, 311 guests out of those 500 shows. So it's still a lot of solo shows, a lot of other stuff that's going on. Uh, but that's a lot of interviews when you consider that I actually read all of their books. I read every one of those books to make sure that I'm pulling out nuggets of value for you each and every week. Uh, and I make it easier on my guests because they know where we want to go. They know we want to talk. And we're talking about what's in their book, uh, which is really, really great one of the, uh, and now I want to kind of shift and we'll talk about what goes into making a podcast because I know uh, when I first got into it, I thought it was just as easy, you know, okay, there's audio files, just put them together. Uh, but to get the sound, to get everything going, to get the right tone, to get the right people, to get everything working, there is there are quite a few moving parts. The question I get the most when people ask about the podcast is, how do you find your guests? Well, I have a little inside secret that I'll share with you. I go to Amazon, (laughs) and that's where I love to get my guests. Um, I will go on there, and I will look for upcoming books that are coming out. And uh, if the topic looks interesting, the title is interesting, I read a little bit about it, read a little bit about the author, and I say, okay, this would be a good fit. Uh, You can actually sort Amazon and find books that are coming out in the future. And so that's what I'll do. Or if I have a particular topic uh, that someone wants me to talk about, you know, you've asked on the Facebook group or you've messaged me directly and said, hey, could you cover this or help me with this? Um, I will actually reach out for people uh, to do those, those discussions. Um, but really, <laughs> one of the other ways that I get it, it's kind of uh, amazing when you start getting a little bit bigger in this industry, you start showing up on certain lists, is I get over 4,000 direct inquiries each year. Uh, for people that want to be on the show. Either their publicist is reaching out for them or they're reaching out. Uh, And to put that in context, I really only have about 40 guests per year. So you're looking at about a 100 to 1 uh, shot of of being the guest that I'm going to bring on. But that said, through direct solicitation, uh, Denise Austin's PR person reached out to me. Tony Horton's uh, PR person reached out to me. Um, And so I get I get a lot of direct inquiries and I I basically can't even read them all because there's about a 10 a day. Uh, it's, it's kind of crazy, uh, 10 to 11 a day, sometimes more. Um, but I basically put those all in a folder. And then when, if I'm hurting for a guest, I might scan back over the last several and see if I see something that was interesting. Another place where I find topics, uh, is in forums. So I'll be on my fitness pal, or I'll be on our Facebook group or a lot of other little Facebook groups, uh, sometimes Reddit. Uh, And if I see a question that's really interesting or a topic that's really interesting, uh, I'll dive in. But my favorite, my favorite way to get topics is when you ask me a question. Uh, If you message me or you ask a question in the Facebook group, we, well, I, can, I can come up with a topic that's just for you, uh, because guess what? It's not just for you; uh, it actually is for everybody. So, if you have questions, you have topics you want me to cover, uh, reach out. Now, some people will then try to give me particular guests to go after, and I and I often do, uh, but there are certain guests that are just not interested in podcasts. Um, unless you're Joe Rogan, and they're just they, they they feel they're bigger. They they are on the TV markets. They feel the TV is a better exposure for them, and they really just don't want to give a podcast the time of day. Um, and so there's some I'm just not going to be able to get, and I just have to live with that. There's some I th- thought I couldn't get. I reached out to Doctor Axe at one point, and he didn't want to be on the show. And then. I don't know. A year later, I reach out again and he came on the show. So uh, I will keep trying. If I see a book that's interesting, a bestseller, uh, if I see something you've asked me about in the past, I find a book on it. I'm going to cover it. Uh, So that's really how I get guests. Now, someone asked in the Facebook group, do I always agree with the guest? And uh, have there been any... uh, something else going on. And and my, my gist is this. I, I love having on guests that are, have different opinions than me because I always learn something. Sometimes I learn I'm right, <laughs> but I always learn something. So if I feel the guests can bring value to the, to the podcast, I'll definitely have them on. I had a, an agent reach out to me one time, a a PR person, and they wanted to, uh, they, they reached out about a book and the the title of the book, the subtitle and everything about the description was that you could eat anything you wanted. Uh, you just had to pay attention, a little bit of attention, attention to your, uh, portion sizes and your calories in calories out. Um, and you're going to lose weight. And it was, it's true, uh, you're just not going to keep it off. So when I, I mailed them back and I said, you know, I'm going to ask these kind of questions because everybody's tried calories in, calories out, and failed at it. So why do they think it would work now? Uh, I never heard back from that PR person. So they they obviously didn't want to get into a contentious uh, situation, so they, they didn't. Um, and then um, I was reading one book by an author that um, I had actually reached out to. And when I got his book and pretty much he was um, – just kind of regurgitating the um probably the textbook he had in college that was based on the standard american diet the the government guidelines for what we should be eating um, I, I canceled the interview. Uh, I just said no. I am I, not going to get him on here uh, when he's talking about eating basically the food, the, my plate, or whatever they want to call it these days, the government standard for what to eat. I was like, no, that's that's not going to fly for me. And I and I like the guy, uh, so I definitely didn't want to get into a confrontation with. So I, I just canceled and, and didn't have that interview. Um, And then I've had guests on that I brought on, and uh, I gave them some questions, some points ahead of time, and they wrote out their entire answer. And you could tell they were reading. Uh, It was really painful. But she had some good content. She had some good um, information, so I kept that podcast. Um, And then one time I did have a guest on. And we were talking about a topic that one I wasn't really comfortable with, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll learn something. And I did. Uh, unfortunately, something was wrong with my recording equipment and it didn't record my side of the conversation. <laughs> uh, so there was really no way for me to to use what was there. And, and her side of the conversation was really messed up too. It was, yeah, I could hear her, but it, it wasn't quality, and I wasn't going to put it on the podcast, and I just told her I had to cancel. Um, and because, again, I, the content wasn't something I was completely comfortable with, uh, I just opted to not do that one. Um, I went on to a different topic and a different guest. Um, so there have been some times that, Interviews don't go the way as planned. Uh, when I had uh, Dr. Fung and Jimmy Moore on my podcast for, together for the first time, the first time they'd ever been on someone else's podcast together, uh, it happens to also be one of the biggest uh, podcasts that we've had ever, ever released. Uh, it did over 157,000, I think, on YouTube alone. Uh, it was huge. Um, when I had them on, uh, the uh, UPS driver pulled up in his truck and our dogs went ballistic three of them just as loud and they would not stop barking. He was walking up and walking back. And so I had to stop, pause, and, and go. And then another time uh, on that same episode, we got to the end and I pushed the end of the recording and we kept talking. We just kept talking. And Dr. Fung just, I mean, the gold that was coming out of his mouth was just awesome. And then he was talking and he said, did you catch that on tape too? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so what I did is I, I summarized what he had talked about in that episode. So you still got it, but you just didn't get it from Dr. Fung. Now, I, I used to interview using Skype and a thing called uh, Ecamm Call Recorder. That was the way when I first started. And then there was some rumblings that Skype was changing their model of the way they work. And as a result, Ecamm might not work. And I, I really couldn't take that chance. There was an up-and-coming company called Zoom. Uh, this was way before the pandemic. So this was way before anybody really even knew who they were. It was a point where they were they were getting uh, customers one by one. They literally called me, and I got on a, a demo with them to discuss the the software and discuss what, whether it was going to work for my podcast and whether I want to use it for other things. Um, but I use Zoom, and you can record the calls. Um, and if I'm going to do something that's solo or the bits that are just me talking, uh, then I'll use GarageBand. And it's free on my Mac computer, uh, and it does really well. Uh, when I first started doing my recording, I was using Audible, and so if you listen to the early ones, and then, I mean, not not Audible, I'm sorry, Audacity. I was using Audacity when I first started, and and I, I actually got a, a review that my voice was a little tinny, and so I, I looked into other recordings. I started recording on um, GarageBand, and it's much better. Uh, I use an Audio-Technica ATR2100. It's about $99 on Amazon. I own three of them. Uh, some of them I like to travel with. I'll have one when I travel if I need to do any recording on the road. Uh, and then I have one here in my uh, recording area, my desk at the gym, and I have one at home on my desk. Uh, so I have these around so that I, I have a, a, a microphone, and they plug right into the computer. So it's, it's not any other kind of sound boards and all of that other kind of stuff. I, I kind of try to keep it simple. Okay. When I first launched, I had a a professional company, uh, go ahead and do my intro and outro music. Um, I gave them, I picked the music. I got it. I paid, I think I was using Ben sound. So it was just, I had to acknowledge him somewhere in the show notes, which I did. You'll see that. Um, and I paid them uh, a good bit of money to to go ahead and, and build me out the, the intro and outro because I wanted it to sound professional uh, when people were going. And as I said, I wanted to make new Noteworthy. I wanted to make this a professional uh, podcast. And so I did do that investment. Uh, really liked those guys. But then uh, because I'd gotten more comfortable recording, because I'd gotten more comfortable with sound editing, I actually did the stuff. I picked different music and paid for it. And this time I do it. I did it myself. I recorded it myself, and I, I like it. Uh, I've asked on Facebook group if anybody really wants to change it, and I, I didn't get much feedback that anybody did, uh, so I've just kept it, uh, and it, it works. You know who I am, you know what's going on, and you know when the show's over, um, as far as uh, sponsorships, uh, I have started doing them a little bit more regularly. With the downturn of COVID, I lost a lot of my clients. Uh, they just couldn't afford personal training during a period when they weren't making any money or were making a lot less money. And so I lost some clients, and I, I needed to pay the bills. I still i am the breadwinner bread here. Uh, so... I started taking on sponsorships. And the way that basically works is I have some resources I go to, some I try to go to directly, some come to me directly. Uh, but I go out and I find companies that I actually believe in their products. I think what they're they're selling, the services or the goods that they're selling, I can believe in them. And I will, I will go ahead and I will try the product. Uh, in fact, I'm trialing a product right now uh, from Timeline that's called, uh, I forget. Um, it might appear, yeah, it might appear, and it's basically food for your mitochondria. And so, I've been trying theirs, and later this week, I will record a, a short bit for that pre-recorded uh, sponsorship, and I will put that, uh, and I'll send that over for their approval. Once they approve it, then they've they've paid for a certain number of episodes, uh, and then that will go into each of those episodes. Um, so when you hear a sponsorship, if the, if the product's interesting to you, uh, use the link that I give or, and use the, the coupon code when you buy it. Uh, that's the only way they're going to know that I sent you there. So if you go to the link that they send you to, we know you went there. If you buy it, use the coupon code. They know you bought it. And that's one of the really cool ways you can support the show. If you're needing something and we're talking about it on the show, it really does help me if you're um, – if you're using the sponsors, okay? Um, Now, when Rachel and I do our sessions, we usually do those on Monday afternoon. Um, We'll record that hello segment and the discussion segment. We do that on Zoom. I record those. Uh, actually, again, if you go to the Facebook group, uh, you'll see back about a week or two, a couple, few weeks ago, you'll see where we did, uh, kind of a live of us doing, uh, exactly that recording one of those sessions. Um, and so it's, it's cool. Cause I'll do the interview or I'll do the solo episode and then I'll share that with her and then she'll listen to it. We'll talk about some points we want to go into and then we'll, we'll do the recording part. And, uh, that all takes us however long, you know, usually less than thirty minutes, but we end up talking about other stuff because <laughs> we, we're, we're friends. Uh, anyway, uh, I do that on Zoom. okay. So when I'm all done with this, uh, I have several files. okay, I have the interview file, I have the intro file. I have the you know the outro stuff, all all those different files, the sponsor file. So I'll end up anywhere from nine to thirteen files. I send it off to a company called Bear Value. Uh, I think they bought the company I originally started with when I launched, I was using a guy named Gabriel. Uh, Didn't really have a name for his company, but um, I think he sold his client list or he got absorbed by Bear Value. Uh, Anyway, I load the files up for them. They do the audio processing. So they put all those files together, they level them out, they make them sound good. And if somebody said something they shouldn't, then I can ask them to bleep it out. They put the, put all that together for me, and, and then send me a message to let me know that that file's available. Once the file's available, I download it, and then I upload it into a a, a site called Happy Scribe. Now, Happy Scribe has an AI, uh, so they basically spit back a, a translated version of my um, a transcribed version of that all those reco- of that full episode. Okay. I take that then and I I message my VA, Angela. So Angela's in the Philippines. Thank you, Angela, if you're listening to this. I really appreciate you. I could not do this without you. Uh, Angela will go through and she will clean it all up and she'll put the speakers on there. So it makes it really easy for me to then post it uh, when it's time. So I end up with a full transcription of the full episode. And then, uh, she's also been helping me, uh, with, uh, doing some, because I, I do capture the video version of the recording when I'm interviewing the guests now. So on the interview shows, there's a video and Angela has been helping me with the cutting those up into little uh, clips. I share some of those on the Facebook group. So 40 plus fitness forward slash group. You can see some of those guests, see some of the videos, just like golden nugget little clips uh you know usually two or three minutes four minutes long something like that and then i've also started a new youtube channel 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash clips and so you can go out there and see some of these they are just kind of high points of the conversations i've had with these guests give you an idea uh, and you can see how it was a zoom call basically now i'm putting i put it out there angela cleans it up makes it look nice does a few little uh Stuff with a cover and all that makes it really nice. So uh, you can check out those clips either on the Facebook group or out there on Clips. So now I have the audio file and I have the the transcript. I take the audio file and I load it into a com- a, a site called Libsyn. Libsyn is the largest podcasting host out there, and you want to put your podcast on a host separate from your website because most websites, uh, most web hosts are not built to stream sound, but Libsyn is. So that's all Libsyn does is stream uh, audio and video clips. So uh, I use Libsyn. Uh, they were the largest, the best, the probably the only one I'd ever even consider going to. There are other ones that are good too, but uh, I, I trust Libsyn implicitly. They make it really, really easy. So I put the file on there and then I have to write a little bit and, and do a little bit of stuff, put a little bit more content, like the covers and the things that you see, and then the the information. If you look at what's you know the show notes things and all that, I put all that in there, and then Libsyn literally pushes it everywhere. They build a feed and then they push it everywhere it needs to go. So the feed is built to go to Apple, Google, Amazon, um, what Pandora all of them. So anywhere you're listening to this podcast, it's Libsyn that helps me get it to you each week. And then I go to, uh, I have my, my website, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com is hosted on a, a service called Deluxe Hosting. They've been doing it for quite some time. I was with someone else, but they sold their shared hosting to this, this company, but deluxe hosting is, is actually even better than the one I was working with. I I love these guys. They're real quick to help and help, help you out. They do a lot, a lot to really get us going. And then it's, um, it basically from that point, uh, I put the show notes in there so basically the transcript I just post uh, you know copy paste it all in there make the post make sure there's a link to the book which again if you want to buy the book if you go through my link I get a little help from Amazon they give me a little kickback it's like I think it's 2 to 4%. So it's not a huge amount but it's just a nice little bit to kind of help cover some of the basic costs. And then as far as as far as promotion uh Lipson will post on my Facebook page, my Twitter, and my LinkedIn. So that's automatic. And then uh, on the Facebook group and and via email, I sometimes send out stuff to let you know that it's there. Um, I'm I'm actually not really good at promotion. I should be better. Uh, So, that is one of my weaknesses. Uh, I should promote the podcast a lot more than I do. After that, I got into um, writing a book. So, I got laid off in December of 2017. At the time, I had about five clients. So, my goal was to Uh, previously was to continue to work, do my thing, and uh, just have some clients, uh, build the podcast up, and then at age 55, I would retire. Right, That, That was the plan. Well, I got laid off December of 2017, which was about three years earlier than I was intending to leave. Um, so I decided. Okay, I need to write. I, I need to write a book. That's probably the best route for me right now. Not having um, a job and being home, uh, I have I have some time. And so I went ahead and I. The la- If you look, listen to the last five episodes of of uh, 2017, uh, I did five special episodes, the 26th to the 31st. That was actually the outline for my book. I literally wrote the outline and I recorded five episodes. Of what I wanted to have in the book, so it was a really condensed version of of my book that I did over five episodes. I hired a company called Scribe uh, to coach me through writing a book. I'd never done it before. I'd never published, um, and so rather than chase publishers and try to get them, you know, do a draft and try to send it to publishers and do that because I I wrote a novel back in the 90s, and I did the, all that. And it's, a, <laughs> it's, you hate getting those rejection letters. And I just really didn't want to go through a lot of that, and I didn't want to hire an agent. So I hired Scribe, a, a really cool company that helps you publish books. They're, they were one of the first in the, in the field. Uh, and, and they are probably one of the, still the biggest, uh, but are, there are other companies that do that, but I, I just needed some help with publishing the book. Now, the one thing that Scribe really didn't do a lot for was the marketing of the book. And that's why I joined the Author Academy and they helped me with the promotion of the book and kind of making sure that it aligned with what I do as a business. So I already had the book written uh, and was getting ready to publish it when I joined Author Academy to start working on the marketing. Uh, and I hired a friend, his name is Joel, uh, to help me do the editing for the audiobook. So I had the text from the, from the book, and then I went through and did a, a read. Um, that was a painful. <laughs> but I read the book, uh, I, I recorded it, and gave it to Joel, and he put it together to get it in the format necessary for uh, getting an audiobook version. And so the book went live November 2018, and it's available hardback, paperback, Kindle, Audible. You just search for the wellness roadmap uh, on Amazon and you'll find it. And then I started submitting myself for awards. Uh, I was a finalist at Author Academy Awards. Uh, You may remember Dr. David Friedman in his book, uh, Food Sanity. He won. Uh, I had him on for episode 331 uh, well deserved <laughs> David uh, is a good friend now and uh he deserves he deserves that his book was awesome and his his speech after uh, during the award ceremony was was pure gold uh, so I'm happy to have come in second place to to David and then I did win America's best book award for health and fitness so uh award-winning book I'm really proud of that and so it's really you know, that was a really good two years for me uh with regards to writing a book and then getting some awards and some credit for it So now I want to talk a little bit about 40 Plus Fitness online personal training. Now, as I mentioned, uh, I started the podcast at the point where I did know that I wanted to be a personal trainer. I had gotten my certifications uh, earlier really to train myself. I was traveling so much, I just really didn't have the time to go to a personal trainer. And I knew I needed some of that, some of the things that they'd be able to teach me. Uh, So my goal was to work on it for five years uh, and then at 55, retire Uh, But the layoff came about three years early, (laughs) so I was out and about, and I decided to go ahead and start training people. I already had a few clients when I got laid off, but... I became an NSAM uh, certified personal trainer, uh, then went on and got the corrective exercise specialty. Uh, and then I've gone on to add fitness, nutrition, and behavior change from them. Uh, I also went and earned my certified functional aging specialist from FIA. Uh, and then I'm a level two online personal training coach uh, with um, OTA, uh, which is a, a group that, that trains uh, online personal trainers. Uh, they've got the best program out there and I'm I, I've gone on to get the level 2 cert which is the highest cert that they have available. And so for over 5 years I've been doing uh challenges all for some free and some on uh some paid. I have some do it yourself programs I did one-on-one training, and then I did group training. So I was doing a lot of these different things, and I learned a ton. You know, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people come through my programs, and as a result, uh, I've learned a lot about online training. I've learned a lot about training in general, and a lot about what goes on when we're trying to lose weight when we're over 40. Now, I'm—but, you know, all the things I've done, I, I when I sat down—and I, I was going through OTA two really, uh, my online personal training too. And as I was going through that, I, I built up a new program. I said, okay, I'm, I'm doing some group clients, and I love that. I'm doing some one-on-one clients. I love that. But I saw weaknesses in both of those models, and I said, I can I can do this better. Uh, so I really took all those concepts, all those things, and I came up with my 12-week gas program. Now, this program paired with a, a legacy program for people that want to stick around uh, is a, a program that is very limited. I, it's a small group. I'm only going to have 12 people. Participants going at any one time during the 12 week program. Um, and it takes all those. And it's just really, really cool. And I don't want you to take my word for it. I'm, I'm really excited about it, but I want you to listen to what some of my clients have to say. Why did you decide now is the time to hire a trainer or coach?
3: You know, I was trying to do things to better my health, and I just couldn't figure out a plan. So I would try like, um, a low calorie diet and I would track and try to do that for a few days. Something would happen Then I would just give up and think, Oh, maybe I need to do something else. Same thing with working out. I was, I was working out, but I would try to find, you know, what, what should I be doing? I would do that for a little bit, not really knowing if if that's what I should be doing. So I just felt like I, I didn't have a plan. So when I reached out to you and talked to you about a plan and this is what we're going to do and I'm going to be here to answer any questions, we're going to reevaluate if we need to make changes, I just felt like, okay, now I have a plan.
2: I chose to hire a coach or trainer because I felt like I needed more guidance in my exercise activities. I wasn't doing enough and I needed specific help with parts of my body and I wanted to know for sure that I had good form.
4: Well I wanted to take things to the next level. I reached a point in my fitness journey where I felt like that uh, I needed some more professional guidance. Uh, After about five years of doing things on my own I was ready to get some guidance to help me get to the next level.
5: I was interested in online training because I'd never done it before. And I'm not a gym person. I don't care too much for going to gyms. I've gone a few times and it's not really my thing. So I've actually had a personal trainer come to my house in the past for yoga practice and another one we did Pilates. And then when I heard about online training, I thought, wow, I wonder how that would be. I wonder how That would work and so I was interested and I'm totally blind so in the personal training sessions here at my house the trainer would like if we were doing a yoga pose the trainer would get in the yoga pose and I could you know check her feet or her hands or her shoulders or whatever and then practice the pose myself and I wondered how would this be for me in my particular case How would that work online? And so it was an interesting concept. I wanted to explore it.
6: I've been floundering for, what, five to eight years, just kind of up and down in the same 10-pound range and not being able to find anything that would help me break through that. So
7: I needed help. Well, I had listened to the podcast, and I'd tried all sorts of stuff by myself, and I kind of knew a lot about a lot. But I just wanted someone to help um, kind of focus my energies or, you know, focus the, the the big rocks that I should be concentrating on and kind of slap me on the back when I'm uh, faltering and keep me on this straight and narrow.
8: Um, I basically decided to do it because I felt that I couldn't do it on my own. I didn't have enough knowledge or experience to keep up with it. On a regular basis.
9: Well, I've always uh, I've been working out for most of my life, and I got to a point where I thought I needed help, and I, I've um, recognized your podcast well over a year ago, and I knew I wanted a coach, so I contacted uh, you. And at that time, um, I was training for a, a bike ride, bike race. And uh, you gave me all the information, but we also agreed that you weren't a fit for me at this time. And while I was training, and at that time, it was like for four months or so, I was training for this bike race. You contacted me via email to see how it was going. And it always meant a lot to me that after I finished the race, I wanted to pursue something else. And I needed help with, um, you know, um, the program that you have gas. I just really connected with that for exercising. I've never had a coach, uh, a personal trainer show me how to do the things. So you were able to help me with your programs and give me what I needed while I was traveling. Um, I'm an airline pilot and I spend so much time on the road and that's what I needed is uh, more of guidance.
10: Because I didn't have the confidence anymore that I could do it myself. I knew I needed uh, professional guidance.
0: Why did you go with Coach Allen?
10: Um, I've been listening to
3: um, Allen's podcast for years. I just felt like he um, had a lot of experience working with people. Just um, And I just felt like once I talked to him um, that he had a plan and he was going to help make my goals happen and um, I just felt comfortable
2: When I saw Coach Allen was online, I thought that what a neat idea and some of the things that Coach Allen said were really great. You don't have to reschedule with your trainer, which my other trainer was notorious for and you can do the workouts 24-7 so I thought it would be a good idea. Oh, the other reason for it too is that Alan works with people who are over 40, and I'm just way over 40. Uh,
4: I really liked what I heard on about six to nine months worth of podcasts that I'd been listening to on a weekly basis. I felt like that uh, Coach Allen provided a good balance between uh, work and expectations and did not promise what I consider to be unrealistic outcomes.
5: His book, the Wellness Roadmap. That book was the most fascinating book I ever read. It was the actually the first fitness book I ever read anything like it. And when I heard that book from the start to the finish, I read it several times, and I thought, I need this coach. I need to find a way to to get on board with this coach. So I emailed him, and we talked. He asked me questions. I filled out an application, and that was the beginning of where I am now. It was amazing. I'm so glad that he accepted me. It was his book.
6: My husband actually listens to you, and he heard that you had this program, and he was he suggested that hey, this is something different. Why don't you try this? And so I went ahead and I looked into it and. I just said, yes, that would be good because it would give me the accountability and it was different than what I, the approaches I had been doing.
7: I love to listen to podcasts when I work out or when I'm doing anything and I kind of fell into the 40 plus fitness podcast and I just liked your message. Um, it, It resonated. It made sense. You know, the things you were saying made common sense to me. Didn't sound like some crazy, ooh, let's, you know, do this and uh, have success in 10 days or something like that it just seemed like a good healthy balanced approach
8: when i spoke to him i felt very comfortable with him i felt that he was gonna guide me and i had this kind of preconceived notion that uh like a personal coach was more like a drill instructor and i didn't feel that at all i felt like he was there to, to guide you not I started with the the idea of weight loss, but he was more of a guidance in terms of improving overall health. And that's what I got out of of our initial conversation. And um, I think it kind of spoke to what I really wanted, which was improving my health in general.
9: I chose Coach Allen because um, I was always searching for something. You know, I've always worked out. And um, I recall in my car driving, I was just searching for I believe it was a podcast for health and exercise. And I listened to just one episode and then I put it in my favorites. And then I continued on listening to a lot of other episodes and I connected. I had this connection with Coach Allen uh, somewhere where I wanted to be in my life and with my journey of health. And at that time, um, that's uh, I, I looked up on his website. I downloaded his book. I listened to the book. And then I contacted because of the reputation
10: I heard from others who uh, had been coached under him. And also because of the, the research I did myself listening to his podcast.
0: What are some of your wins? What are you most proud of from the gas program?
3: I have lost some weight and I've lost some inches. And but more than that, I feel like. It's more of a lifestyle now. So if I do go off my eating plan when I go on vacation, I know that I'm going to start back up and I look forward to getting back on plan and I don't go to bed feeling guilty or bad like I used to in the past of, you know, oh, I ate the wrong thing. Oh, I didn't do this. I just feel so much more confident about things, uh, my health these days.
2: I'm most proud of the fact that I haven't given up, even though sometimes I have some valleys that I get into and some ruts that I have to get out of. I love Alan's roadmap analogy. And so it seems like I can get on the detours. All right, but Alan is inspirational. And when I've ever talked with Alan, I'm always really ready to get going again. And it sustains me for quite a while. I, I did lose weight. Right now I'm working on losing it again, but I just am very inspired by Alan. And I feel like I've won whenever I have a full week that I've done some exercise in a day. And when I've stopped eating sweets and started really counting things and, and leaving out sugar.
4: Uh, well, I've lost a good amount of body fat as well as gaining strength. Uh, definitely do feel like I've been able to take things up a notch and I look forward to continuing to do that.
5: You know, when I listened to uh, Coach Allen's book, he was talking about used to be and I have used to be. I used to be a dancer. I used to walk a lot. I used to practice yoga and various things in life stopped those activities. And I had actually become kind of like a non-mover I wasn't motivated and so what I'm most happy about is I move now yeah I don't dance because my feet got injured and I can't do that again but that's okay I'm doing other things I've built up my strength I when I've when Coach Allen gave me my first program I thought wow that's that's easy that's That's like wimpy. Okay, I have to do some squats. I have to do some overhead presses. I have to do some side lunges and counter push-ups or knee push-ups. And I thought, I can do that. That's not hard at all. While I stood on that band, tried to press up over my head, and I couldn't do it, not even with a 10-pound resistance band. That was a shock to me because I used to be a lot fitter. And as I worked at it day by day, slowly, slowly, I've gotten stronger, and so I'm really happy with that. I'm proud of that. I'm also proud of of my nutrition. I eat better. I eat good food, healthy food. I don't drink Pepsi anymore. I'm I'm proud of the learning I've done to learn about fitness, and even to share things with my family. You know, little things that I've learned that I think they might be interested in. I'm really happy I can do that so I'm I'm very proud of what I've accomplished
6: well yes definitely weight loss but even more than that was we went to get a DEXA scan which shows your body fat percentage and from the initial one to the next one while I had been working with you I had lost in um body body fat but my muscle had actually gained a little bit. So I thought that was great. And the lady who was doing the again was, wow, whatever you're doing, keep it up.
7: (laughs) I think I'm most proud of, when I started the program, my A1C was above nine. And the last two times I've had it tested, it's been six, and I've dropped one of two of my meds. And um, if I would focus a little bit more I would be able to drop the other one. So um, I'm kind of just working on dropping meds. And um, over the time I've known Alan and interacted with him, I started at 265. I'm currently like 235. So I'm down about 30 pounds, but I still have a ways to go.
8: I think I'm most proud of the fact that I not only lost 45 pounds, but I also got rid of some of my blood pressure medication and my blood pressure is better regulated, so I would say that that was like a double win, and I also have a lot more energy. I feel like um I feel like I gained some years more than anything um I feel like like I'm ten years younger, if you will, because I can do the things I was doing ten years ago.
9: Well, my wins are what I've got is of commitment. And when I put myself to something, I know I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be committed on completing that. But what I also learned is I can't do this on myself, so I need some guidance. And uh, with guidance of a coach or an accountability partner, that's what I need. And that's what I'm most proud of, of the journey that I've started.
10: My my wins are that I lost a little over 40 pounds which i did not expect in my wildest dreams i have a new perspective on the fact that it's not just weight loss at all it's about your health as you get older and maintaining your muscle mass and maintaining your flexibility and and being able to do all the things that you want to do as you get as you get older i, I that thought had not really been important to me before until I um, had coaching.
0: Do you feel good about this investment of time, effort, and money? Why or why not?
3: I do feel good about the investment um, of all of those because I feel like this has been an investment in my health. As I get older, I have a plan, I'm sticking with it. I feel good about those things that I'm doing. And um, before I didn't have a plan. So I just feel like um, working with Alan has helped me with that. And it is, it has been a great investment.
2: I feel good about the time investment and money because I think that it's very flexible. I can do what I need to do whenever I have time. Sometimes I wish I could take more time to have Alan watch me but I think that's my problem and not Alan's I enjoy the things that I do and it's actually quite a bit less expensive than what I was doing with my regular other trainer who was in person I could get one week of training I mean one to- hour of training with her whereas with Alan I can train non-stop if I want to and then we're rewarded with the calls that Alan offers so that that we can be on top of what's new and he can be on top of what we're doing. And he shows that he cares, even though he's got a few of us to care for. And even though mostly we're online and not in person.
4: Yes, I do feel good. I think it is worth the investment. Um, it I've definitely gotten results and I like the interaction. I like the, uh, Ability, the the accountability, and the ability to uh, get answers when I need them. And so I do think it's definitely worth the investment.
5: Absolutely. It's been the best investment I ever made because it's an investment in me and actually in my family and in my loved ones and my friends because it's made me a different person. I've changed things for the better. I'm happier. I'm more positive. I'm motivated. I love what I'm doing with Coach Allen. I wouldn't change it for anything, and I'm so glad I did it. And I hope Coach Allen does 5,000 more podcasts.
6: Um, Yes, I do. Sometimes you just need some help, or you need someone to help you have accountability and guidance on what to do next. And we're talking about health here. This is determining how you're going to feel in the future as well as today. and that's important. I mean, I want to be the little old lady that everybody's going, what in the world is she doing now? And that's where <laughs> we are.
7: I do think it's been a good effort of my time and money because it's not that much money when you, when you think about it and you know, your health, if you don't have your health, you're screwed. You know, you, you could have all the money in the world and no health and, you know, you're, you're, you're the guy from Apple. Um, I can't remember his name, but So that was really, I wanted to invest in myself, and um, it's been great. You know, I feel even when I slip up, and I'm like right now, I'm kind of in a little bit of a slump. I feel like I have all the tools to just right the ship and um, keep moving forward. It's like I don't get into panic mode, or I don't get into, oh, woe is me mode. It's, It's like, well, are you doing what you should be doing? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, then make some corrections and keep moving forward. So for that, you know, um, I've got that great mindset going where it's like, there is no finish line. It's
8: just life. It was definitely a good investment of my time, effort and money, all three, the time and the effort. I wish I had done this sooner. Uh, Cause I think I would feel that much better if I started earlier, but it's definitely been a great experience and a great investment because the payoff has been tremendous.
9: I, deal, I do feel good about the investment. And the reasons why is I did a lot of research in regards to hiring a coach. And um, I did hire a coach prior to this for a cycling event. And I need the guidance. So when I put time and money into it, it gives me that much more to fulfill my goals that I need to succeed.
10: I absolutely do. I, I get the chills when I think what would have happened if I had not gotten in touch with you or if the if the things that had line, lined up in order to get your coaching, if those things had not happened, I am afraid to think where I would be right now today
0: is there anything else you'd like to say about the 40 plus fitness gas program?
10: When I started, um, I was
3: really concerned about the group calls because I thought, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, be have the same kind of questions or are people going to be even interested in what I have to say. But when I did sign up, I thought, okay, I'm going to make sure that I ask questions. I'm going to do the group calls, even though I'm uncomfortable with it. And that was the biggest surprise for me because, I really like the group calls. So I can't say that's a negative because I I really do. I just, you know, they ask questions that I have the same interest in. And even if not, I feel like I learned so much. And I do like how you do the, um, you know, whatever's on your mind at the beginning of the calls. So that I think is good. But everything else, I just feel like you're there when... I'm having a rough time, you say, just set up a call, you'll, you know, answer any questions I have, or even through the app, I'm able to just reach out, or you reach out to me, so I feel like there's good conversation there, and then, like I said, I I was really surprised with the group, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel with all that, but that was a pleasant surprise.
2: I think people ought to really consider 40-plus fitness training if they're over 40, because Alan is not 20 something or even 30 something. And he ha- understands the body as it's beginning to relapse into into old. And if you don't want your body to relapse into old, then you should join up with Alan and work with Alan because he's with you all the way on this, given that he's in the same age group and he knows what he's doing and he's had his own successes and and failures that he's had to work through the failures and has had a lot of wins. So it's it's a great thing and motivating to work with Alan.
4: Well, I really appreciate Coach Allen. I appreciate the efforts he puts in. And uh, it's definitely something that uh, those looking to take things to a different level should be considering.
5: I listen to 40 plus fitness podcasts every day. I listen to my favorite ones over and over. and learn something every time I listen to them, even on repeat listens. I think they're so valuable. I, I love them. And I love that book. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, please read it.
6: Yeah. I'm, I've been doing some things that I never thought I would. And some of the program aspects of the program were things I had kind of heard about, but I thought, Oh, that's not for me. And yet on finding hey those things are actually what's working for me. So and then the other things that I just thought I would never be able to do, I'm actually doing now. So
7: Well, I really enjoy that you know I can reach out to Alan anytime if I text him or message him, he gets right back to me and um you know, it's almost like having your own personal uh psychiatrist cuz you know, he just he really talks you through some stuff and it's, it's been a good it's been a good relationship.
8: Um, I think the, the the biggest thing that drew me to it and looking back at the program after I'm done with it is that the accountability and the support from other people just knowing that everyone's in the same boat you're in we're all just trying to get better. The accountability of reporting to everybody, hey, I did this this week, this worked, this didn't work it keeps you to the program. It really keeps you motivated cuz motivation alone trying to stay motivated it's difficult. With the program it gives you all those things and the day that you're struggling, that's when you'll talk to someone and they kind of pep you up and tell you, "Hey, I had that same issue or oh, this is what you can do to help that out." There's always something there to support you and keep you moving forward. You don't really you don't really have those moments where you're you're giving up because there's really no one there to support you and encourage you. Um, the program really did do a lot of that for me. I don't think I would have done it on my own. I know I wouldn't have done it on my own. I've been on diets many times, and it just diet doesn't do it. It's it's all of it together. It's having that support, the guidance,
9: um, the knowledge to to do what's right, and knowing what works. 40 plus fitness has been a pivotal part of my health journey, let's say. And one of the reasons that it is, is because as an airline pilot, I'm on the road a lot and I can always find a gym. I can always find exercising. I can always go for a walk or run or whatever the case may be. But what I find really hard is getting organized with food and just prepping. And I think as someone who's traveling, It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. It is a hard thing to maintain nutritional goals while you're traveling. And, and what I will say about that is, is you got to put in time, you got to put in effort, you got to do your homework and you got to prepare. And the guidance that I get through coach Allen is he's put me on a program and there's so much information that I'm able to gather motivation that I'm able to gather in order for me to prep because it's always been hard being on the road to travel and also I'm able to get the exercises I need via the website and the apps for me to be motivated and have accountability throughout my process and my health journey.
10: I, I would like to say to anybody who's on the fence about considering getting a coach to jump in because um Alan provides, um, you know, a money-back guarantee. You do have to want it and work for it, but take a chance and, and put yourself all in and the, the results or the benefits of it are amazing.
0: Welcome back, Raz.
10: Hey, Alan.
1: You know, um, your seven uh, tips, Uh, the systems that you had put together were probably all of the key points that every person should consider on their health and fitness journey. There's a few that stood out, but that was pretty much all the most important things that people need to know.
0: Yeah. I, I just sat there and I was, you know, what, what do we put into this episode? Because I didn't want it to just be, let's talk about the podcast because it really doesn't, uh, I don't think that does six years of work justice to say, "Oh, here I did this, and here I did that." I, I, we did those things, and and I had help all along the way. And that was really kind of the theme I wanted to get out of there. I hope I did. Was that everybody needs help at some level mm-hmm. for some things, and it's 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 hard sometimes to ask for help. You know, you think, mm-hmm. okay, if if I didn't do if I didn't pay my audio processor to do this because I can do it, then because the, the whole testimonial piece, I put all of that together. So I I can do the audio editing and cutting and processing and all of that. Uh, I can't make people on the phone sound better, but um, <laughs> that is what it is. Um, but, you know, we, ha- we should ask for help. And I, that was really, you know, in, in going through all of that was a, a core theme for me mm-hmm. was don't be afraid to ask for help. But I couldn't just make that the show, you know, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. I knew I needed to do something more. And that's why I mm-hmm. sat down and, and spent a good bit of time thinking about, okay, what did I learn? You know, what, what, what was this all for talking to 311 guests and reading over 300 books and, you know, having these and doing a lot of research and and having these conversations and working with my clients, hundreds of clients over that time, mm-hmm. what stood out as the the keys to all of this. And so that's why I wanted to share that. And I, you know, I do call it your wellness systems. It's just really one system, but I, I needed another S in there. just because <laughs> <laughs> that's how the acronym <laughs> fell. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought, I, you know, sharing seven things that were really important um, was a key learning moment, key learning point, and really mm-hmm. a good summary of six years of podcasting.
1: My gosh, six years. (laughs) Congratulations on that, by the way. That's amazing. And this being your 500th podcast is just incredible to me. And and I've listened to probably almost every single one of your podcasts and every single one I've learned something. Um, But one of the key things that I I find uh, like in your systems acronym, but also that I found in your podcast is the making health and fitness a part of your lifestyle make it sustainable.
0: Yeah. Too often will the people will think, well, I I did this diet and I lost some weight and Mm -hmm. then something happened. Uh, you know, I slipped up, uh, a birthday party, had a piece of cake, uh, something happened. And as Mm -hmm. a result of a planned or unplanned detour, as I, as I talk about it in the wellness roadmap book is, you know, you're always going to have detours, you know, Mm -hmm. birthdays come around every year. And, you know, I was talking to one client and he has X numbers of cousins and children and and family members, and so I was like, well, so basically, based on that number of of family members, you're having a birthday party twice a month. Oh gosh! You know, <laughs> so it's like uh-huh. every time you have a birthday party, you're going to go off the rails for three mm-hmm. days. Well, you know, you just lost one quarter of your whole month off mm-hmm. the rails. And he said, and he said, he said that, that is, if I get back on in three days, you know, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. And so you want to find those ways that are just, it's just your path. It's just, it's grooved into the way you live your life. And that's, you know, uh, I kind of equate it to this. Um, If you get into the habit of running, you change your behavior and you change your identity. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Rachel identifies as a runner. Mm -hmm. If you do CrossFit, you identify as a CrossFitter. If you eat a certain way, that way of eating, you call yourself that. You're a vegetarian. You're an omnivore. You, mm-hmm. you know, you eat clean. You're a clean eater. Um, a lot of those things actually become a part of your personality. They become mm-hmm. how you relate, and they also then reflect the people that you hang out with. You know, a carnivore and a, and a vegetarian hanging out together. Uh, could happen if they're both adults but for most people <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, no different tribes different tribes yeah. they're not they're not going to relate and they're not going to enjoy going out to dinners together and so you start to you know revolve around the people that fit your lifestyle and if you continue to hang out with other people then it hasn't become a sustainable lifestyle because mm. you if you can't beat it back and say no i've got to get back on the path you know because this is who i am and so mm-hmm. uh you know you might if you went on a trip, you might not run mm-hmm. for a week, and it for happens. you that would be almost torture. Uh, but yes. as soon as you get back, <laughs> as soon as you get back, you're lacing up your shoes. You know, the first mm-hmm. thirty minutes, hour, two hours you get, you're lacing up your shoes, and mm-hmm. and you're back on the back on the path. And so, and in many cases, even the trips you plan. Uh, you plan to have running time and running places. Usually,
3: yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so
0: that's you know, but that's that's the core of it is that you've built a lifestyle where you said, okay, wh- who do I, who am I, and mm-hmm. what do I do, and the running has become who you are.
1: And and here's t- there's two thoughts in in all of that, Alan. And there's two things is is that you've developed your podcast, you wrote the book, and you have a wonderful community on Facebook where you've made it just that. You've made it a community where people can be exposed to other healthful people. You know, there's a lot of people on your Facebook page that aren't runners and you yourself are not a runner so much as I am maybe, but but it's still a community where we can look to each other for information and support and, and encouragement which is half the battle right there but the second thing i wanted to mention too is with the same thing with your podcast and your book and your facebook community i think that you've taught a lot of people how to get back you mention it you call it a detour in your book you know like you just said, it happens to all of us all the time. But if we keep the, I'll start the diet on Monday kind of mentality, or if we decide to quit because we had one day of bad eating and we just ruined everything and we just want to quit, you know, that is just self-sabotaging, but you've taught us how to just Be kind to ourselves, accept that we celebrated a birthday party or had a holiday weekend or whatever, and then get back to it as soon as possible. You know, if you make it a bad meal, um, it's better than you making it a bad weekend or a bad month of eating, for example. (laughs) So I think that's one of the best things that have come out of your podcast and and your book and your Facebook community.
0: Thank you. Because, I mean, I'm planning this vacation and the place we're going is an all-inclusive resort. And so I'm, yeah, I'm literally going to be having, you know, dollar bills in my pocket to take the waiters (laughs) and I'm not going to care, you know, for, (laughs) for a week, I'm not going to care. I'm going to, I know I'm going to, I'm going to bloat up like a whale. Um, I just do. (laughs) And then I'm going to enjoy, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy when I get. And I'm gonna have oysters every way Mm -hmm. I can have them. you know, when we finally get there, uh, because we're in New Orleans, uh, we're gonna be in Miami, we're gonna be in Pensacola. I'm gonna eat a lot of oysters and I'm gonna I'm gonna find (laughs) Brussels sprouts and I'm gonna eat Brussels sprouts and you know, I'm the 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 things I don't get or don't normally eat, I'm probably I'm probably going to eat and enjoy the heck out of them, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and and after that's over, when I get back on that plane and I land in Panama City, I'm gonna have a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm right now I'm researching, hiring a coach for myself, an online coach for myself. Um, so they'll put me on a program. I'll have the accountability. I'll do the things that I need to do. And I'm, I'm working my way of thinking about what is that next little thing I want to do to just keep the fire lit. Right. And, and so I'm no different than anybody else. I still have foibles. I still screw up from time to time. And Mm -hmm. As I said on my Facebook, if the air is human, I'm the humanist human out there, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So that's, that's really what this podcast is. It's trying to take health and fitness and say, it's not about flex Friday. It's not about competing with anyone else. It's about Mm -hmm. just doing the thing to make yourself better tomorrow.
1: Right. You know, the other um, piece of advice you mentioned is that 80, 20 rule. You know, I didn't even think about um, it until you mentioned it. You know, when I think 80 20, I think, yeah, I'll take the weekend off, but that's not 20% of my week.
0: <laughs> so that's another. It feels mindset. like it. It feels like it. From a time yes. perspective, it went by really, really yes. fast. If you're having Mm -hmm. a good time. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that week, that weekend went by very fast. It feels like 20% of a week, maybe even less, but it's not, but
1: no, (laughs) but, you know, see, that just goes to show that even with all of um, your podcasts, even after all this 500 episodes, I still learned something that I never gave much thought to before.
0: Oh, good. I hope we have 500 more, but at doing 52 per week, uh, that's a good nine years or so down the line. So uh, <laughs> we'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you uh, could cover a whole ton of topics between now and then.
0: There's so much to cover. Yeah, There really is. All right, Rachel. Well, I'll see you next week. Yep. Take care. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Chuck Rose and discuss his book, customize yourself, nutrition, and what I learned from my 110-year-old mother. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.